So it's uh, January 31st. I got one in this uh, month. So welcome back to Five Minutes Extended with Frankie. I mean, not an intro anymore. Anyway, so we're talking about the end, the beginning of the end. Uh, episode eight. Thanks for joining us. Part four of the end. Let's get right into it in this brief commercial. All right, we're on Revelation chapter 22, verse 12, through the end of the chapter here. Remember, we're talking about heaven and earth coming. I mean, it's going to be awesome. It's, uh, John saw here about um, this prophecy of the end times, and it's going to be awesome. Now, no matter what you view your view on Revelation is, um, we know that God wins. And we know in Revelation 21 and 22, in their chapters, uh, both those chapters are really about uh, the good things that are going to happen, the wonderful things that God has in store for us, and it's going to be awesome. So here's the last few verses. It's called the epilogue. It's invitation and warning. So invitation to read the book, warning if you're not going to obey God. There's only two ways, people. Uh, it's either God or not, and I'd rather be with God. So let's just jump right into it. Verse 12, look, I am coming soon. So when God says, look, I'm, I'm coming soon, you know, and all of his promises, 99.99% of his promises have become true, guess what's going to happen? It's going to come true. He's coming soon. Now, our soon and his soon are two different things. His soon could be like a thousand years. Our soon could be like, you know, tomorrow, hopefully. But he says, my reward is with me and I will give to each person according to what they have done. What they have done to who? Well, according to God, what you've done to Jesus. Are you uh, following him? Do you have faith in him? Do you believe that he is the only way and the truth and the life and nothing comes before God except through Jesus? Or have you done nothing with Jesus? Have you done absolutely nothing? You don't care about him. You don't think he's real. You have no faith in him. Really, that's the two choices. You either believe in Jesus fully and that he's your savior or you don't believe in him, and he's going to be your judge. So he says in verse 13, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning of end. So Alpha and Omega is the beginning of the Greek alphabet, Alpha and Omega. The first and last, that means he was always been here. He's always has been here. He's never been created. He is the beginning and the end. That means he's always has everything in his hand. He, he knows everything. He is everything. So, how do we get this new heaven and new earth? Well, first 14, blessed are those who wash their robes that they may have the right to the tree of life and may go through the gates into the city. So how do we get our robes washed? Well, through the blood of Christ. How do we get in contact with the blood of Christ? We have faith in Jesus and we are baptized in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit for the forgiveness of sins and the gift of the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 2, verse 38. And he says in 1 Peter 3, that it's a, a clear conscience towards God that this water um, through faith saves. And so we need to wash our robes in Jesus' blood. And the only way to do that is through baptism. That they have, they have the right to the tree of life. Remember, the tree of life was in the garden. Garden of Eden had the tree of good and evil, the knowledge of good and evil tree, and the tree of life. Remember, they ate of the tree of good and evil, 
And God took them away from the Garden of Eden so they couldn't eat from the tree of life. Well, where is the tree of life now? In heaven, on new heaven and new earth. And the gates will be open if we are washed in the blood of Christ. And then he says, see, he, he says the good stuff first, but then he's warning us. He's warning us that um, if you don't pick Jesus, outside are the dogs, those who practice magic arts, the sexually immoral, the murderers, the idolaters, and everyone who loves and practices falsehood. So we're going to stop it here, and then we'll go through each of those lists of who cannot enter heaven, who cannot enter the new heaven and new earth. Here we go. Okay, uh, coming back here, outside are the dogs. So dogs like to go back to their vomit. Dogs like to have fleas. I, I do like dogs, but in this sense, you don't want to be a dog. Um, you don't want to be outside scrounging in hell. And those who pra practice magic arts. Now, not the sleight of hand like we see on TV, but magic arts as getting the power of Satan, getting the power of nature, getting the power of demons, those who practice in those kind of things like Ouija boards and, you know, tarot cards and predicting the future and astrology and predicting it through stars and all this other stuff that use the demon's power or the devil's power for your benefit. And it's really not for your benefit because he, he'll take your soul. Um, remember demons and, and um, angels and Satan are on earth. And if you use Satan and demons power, which you can, but if you do, you're not going to get into heaven. Uh, now, if you do that and repent and come back to Jesus, then you're okay. Uh, but it's those who practice magic arts who are not going to be there. The sexually immoral. So the whole Bible, the whole moral code is man and woman from the beginning of earth till now. Uh, Jesus has established a man and woman relationship. So anything outside of a marriage of a woman and a man is called sexually immoral. That means, uh, you know, non-married people. That means whatever you can think of outside of the marriage bed of a woman and a man is sexually immoral. So if you put another person in, in the sex bed or if you put an animal in there or you put... Um, lust in there or pornography in there or any number of lists um, that is sexually immoral okay the only moral code that the bible has is a man and a woman married forever one man one woman so anything outside of that is called sexually immoral then you have the murderers that's pretty much self-explanatory those who murder those who uh, kill to get something else the idolaters, which means they put anything above Jesus, they put anything above God, they, they do things that don't please God or Jesus or the Holy Spirit. They put money in front of it, maybe themselves, maybe their kids, maybe sports. Uh, they don't do things with God or his people because they don't have time. Those are idolaters. And then everyone who loves and practice falsehood, those who lie, those who cheat, who steal, those who are anything but truthful 
in their being. Now, can any of these be forgiven? Yes, before Jesus comes back, all these can be forgiven. All these can be washed away in Jesus' blood. But when he comes back and you're still doing these things, there you go. You're not going to enter. Um, and we want to enter heaven, trust me. Then it says, I, Jesus, have sent my angel to give you the testimony for the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David and the bright morning star. That means he's the root. He's the, he's the one that we put our foundation in. He's the everything. And so we need to look to Jesus for the answer and for salvation. Let's talk about something else here after this commercial break. So verse 17, here's the invitation. Okay, that was the warning. Here's the invitation. Uh, the spirit and the bride say come. Now the spirit obviously is the Holy Spirit. The bride is, is it says come. Uh, and so this, the, the bride of Christ is going to be the church. The church is saying come. And let the one who hears say come. Let the one who is thirsty come. And let the one who wishes to take free gift of the water of life come. Now, listen to this. So everything is crying out, come to Jesus. But the question is, do we listen? Do we actually act on that? Do we actually say, oh, we're invited to this awesome earth and new heaven and new earth. We're invited to heaven. We're invited to overjoy forever and ever and ever and ever. We're invited to come uh, with love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, self, you know, self-control, holiness, righteousness. We're invited to all these things, and yet people are like, no, I don't want to go. I don't have to be in it. It's going to be boring. It's not going to be boring. Trust me, it's going to be exciting. And yet now is the time to have Jesus. Now is the time to practice these things. Now, if you can't love here, you're not going to love in heaven. If you can't have patience here, you're not going to be patient in heaven. If you're not going to uh, you know, serve here, you're not going to serve in heaven. This is the practice round, people. There's only one practice round, and it's earth right now, physical earth. And then you get the spiritual earth. You 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 practice on the physical people, and you get the spiritual people when you get to heaven. And spirit never goes away. So once you're born, once you're conceived in your mother's womb, man, you are living forever. Either you're living forever in heaven, and a new heaven, a new earth, or you're living in hell. I think I would rather be on the new heaven and new earth with joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control, no sin, no homework, no school, no government. It's going to be all the time wonderful, all the time. No sin, no choice of even sinning. It's going to be awesome. But over and over again, the Bible and Jesus and the church says, come, you need to make a decision. You need to act. Because here's another warning. I warn everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this scroll. If anyone adds anything to them, God will add to that person the plagues described in this scroll. And if anyone takes words away from this scroll of prophecy, God will take away the, that person any share in the tree of life and in the holy city, which are described in this scroll. So here, it automatically tells you don't add to the Bible and don't subtract from the Bible. Don't add words or things that you think are what you feel, uh, what your desires are. You just read the Bible and the Bible will explain itself. Don't add anything. Don't subtract anything. 
this is important to understand because the Bible was written by the Holy Spirit through men and women, and it is sealed. It is the living word of God. It is God's voice to us to say, come and join join the ranks, join the wonderful people of the spiritual kingdom that can't be destroyed. So over and over again, it's just saying, look, come to Jesus and everything will be all right. Now, of course, our world is still sinful. Our world is still evil. And there's going to be evil and accidents and death now. But when we get to new heaven and new earth, there's not going to be any accidents, no death, no sin, no murders, no sexually immoral. There's going to be awesome just a party all the time, okay? And a party with Jesus, which is going to be awesome. And then he says this in verse 20. He who testifies to these things say, yes, I am coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. The grace of the Lord Jesus be with God's people. Amen. It's really cool. Amen means so be it. I agree with it. So here at the end of the book, John is saying, look, amen. Do it. I agree. Come now. Come. Now, Jesus didn't come at that time, did he? Uh, John wrote this book, and Jesus didn't think it was necessary to come at that point, that time. But he's coming. How do I know that? Because everything in the Bible has been prophesied, has come true, except this one thing of him coming back. So don't lose heart. Don't, don't lose the strength. Don't lose the hope that you have. Even if we pass away, we're still going to see this. We're still going to be resurrected on that day spiritually and see all this anyway. It's going to be awesome. Why wouldn't you want to come to Jesus? I mean, it's going to be, I mean, there's no word to describe it, really. I can't wait. And and I, I pray that every night. Come, Lord Jesus, quickly. Now, obviously, he's not coming back right now <clears throat> for a simple fact that you might need to be in heaven with me. You might need Jesus now. If he came back now, maybe you wouldn't make it. And that's where his heart is. His heart is to save everyone. But he's not going to force you. Uh, nowhere in the Bible does it say that he forces people to be saved. They have to choose. They have to choose Jesus. They have to choose the way, the truth, and the life. And that is Jesus. And Jesus gives us faith. And faith in him is what counts. Faith in confession, that you confess your sins to Jesus. You can you confess to people that Jesus is number one. That you repent, that you, you turn away from your desires and come to Jesus and his desires and his kingdom. And Jesus says to, to be immersed into water uh, for the forgiveness of sins and the gift of the Holy Spirit. And to be baptized like Jesus was when he was starting his ministry. And then you have faith for the rest of your life. And, and all this is connected with faith. You can't have any of this without faith. Because faith has action and action in Jesus Christ. And you're not saving yourself. It's not a work. Um, even baptism, someone else has to do it for you. Uh, so there's nothing in this plan of salvation, nothing in faith that really depends on you. It depends on Jesus. And so you have to have faith in Jesus. You have to have Jesus to get to this new heaven and new earth, to this to this hope. And if we have that hope now, then really you can get through anything. You can get through death. You can get through sickness. You can get through COVID. You can get through economy worries or political schemes. You can get through military. You can get through health and, and all kinds of things. Now we still have bad days. We still have, you know, debt. We still have 
house and mortgage or school or stress, but it's lighter. It will be lighter. It will be worth it. It will be, you, you know that there's a hope at the end of the tunnel if you go through these things. And if you don't have Jesus, there's no hope. You, you think you're just going to fall off the face of the earth. But with Jesus, with knowing that heaven and earth is going to come and knowing that Jesus is real and wonderful and majestic and our Lord and Savior and our friend and our brother and our king, it just has more hope. You just get through the day better, lighter, um, and not have to worry about all the other stuff in the world. It's not going to be a bed of roses. It's hard to be a Christian these days, but it's worth it. It's so worth it to sacrifice everything for something that will last longer than your years here on earth. It will last forever. I don't know how to describe forever, but it's going to be awesome. And I'd rather spend 90 years here suffering for Jesus than suffering in hell forever. It's like, you know, you suffer now and get the prize later, or you get all the prizes now and suffer later. I'd rather suffer now and be that Christian who loves their enemies and prays and doesn't worry and and brings about change uh, because of his love or her love towards people like Jesus Christ. So, you know, if you ever want to talk, if you ever want to email, if you ever want to talk about this, um, then we can do that. And, uh, you know, it's beyond the podcast. If you want to uh, email me or message me and uh, we can talk. But you need to choose Jesus. Jesus is the way to the end. Now we're going to switch switch a subject in February. Uh, So stay tuned for our podcast in February. Thank you for joining us today. Hopefully you are with Jesus. Amen. So this is just a segment of knowing, get to know Frankie. Two of my favorite book series are the Chronicles of Narnia and the Lord of the Rings series. Now that includes the Hobbit and the Similarian. Um, but if you ever want to read something that's really, really, really eye-opening is the, Chronic, the Chronicles of Narnia series. Now you don't start with the Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe, Okay. Um, you have to start with The Magician's Nephew. That's the book that explains how Narnia came to be, why the animals talk, why the white witch came through, um, and how everything started. Ugh, every stinking movie series of Chronicles of Narnia, they start with The Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe. And that's not the first one. Oh, that angers me. But anyway, uh, The Magician's Nephew. Now, if you want to read something that's really close to the book of Revelation in the Chronicles of Narnia, now there's seven books in the series, but the last book is called The Final Battle, and it is a great depiction of um, the Last Judgment or Book of Revelation. And uh, it's a really cool series. There's seven books. They always stop at like book three or four uh, when they're doing the movie series. They never finish the whole thing, even though they get permission to do it. Um, I just wish somebody would do all seven books, all seven movies. That would be awesome. But my wish has not come true yet. Um, and the second uh, series is like the the Similarian, the um, uh, Hobbit, and the Lord of the Rings. Um, there was a really, really, really cool stories. Now, the movies are not as good as the books. I always encourage people to read the book first. Um, 
but um, the Lord of the Rings is like that internal uh, evil and good uh, that everybody has. The Chronicles of Narnia is kind of a innocent. Uh, there is a straight cut in, in of evil and good, and it's kind of this uh, childlike faith story. Uh, Lord of the Rings is kind of this, um, you know, power struggle and this pride and, and you know back and forth. But I encourage you to read those two series thoroughly. Um, if you really want a spiritual aspect of uh, two really cool stories about the, the battle between good and evil, uh, the Chronicles of Narnia, start with the magician's nephew and uh, the Lord of the Rings series. Um, yes, watch the movies, but they're not as good as the book. Always read the book first. So those are my two favorite um, and so I just wanted to share with you and uh, see if you would like to, you know, pick those up and read them or uh, audio books or things like that. So um, just a piece of me to you. Well, you have a good day, good night, whatever, whenever you're watching or listening to this. Thanks for joining us. Bye bye. Mm-hmm.